0: Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode on Phases with Naomi. Today I will be talking about dealing with depression and societal threats in a crisis and my case study will be the coronavirus pandemic that is presently rocking the whole world and the impact is obviously being felt by everyone, especially the effect that on our young people including you and I. I specifically chose to talk about this because I've had the first year of being frustrated and angry and losing hope and focus on some things I had planned that for myself at the beginning of the year like I just wake up and I'm screaming at myself like what is happening like where will all this end can they just all stop like I want out you know that feeling that you're not moving forward you're not moving backwards you're just static. Just in a place, just wake up and you're just feeling all moody and empty, and no idea of what you want to do with your life at that point because everything just seems to not be working. You know, you just wake up, just do what you have to do, just move around, go back to bed and sleep, and all. But then I came to an early realization when I was feeling that way, and I had to speak to someone about it. I got an understanding on a lot of things and what to do and what not to do, and I decided to make the lockdown was my time and I'm so sure that a lot of us are presently experiencing this and even on the long run care is not taken, they might actually fall into depression and if it continues like this and they fall into, become severely depressed, that's when they start having suicidal thoughts and that's why it's important for us to learn how to identify when you or anyone around you, it could be your friends, it could be your neighbour, It could be of any part, any member of a family that is actually going through all this and you start feeling this way. You need to understand what to do, when to do what to do, and all of those things. So the coronavirus pandemic has actually caused an enormous economic downturn, which we are all aware of, and it has had a great impact on the society. People have lost their jobs. A bread of a family is presently sitting at home right now and and not doing anything. Salaries has been caught. Someone who has been working in a place for about ten years now and earning this substantial living has suddenly been laid off. You know, students at home, not um, a lot of people are taking online classes. And then those ones who don't have the access to to those gadgets to partake in the online classes are just sitting at home and just looking with no jobs or anything to do. Source of income for a lot of people has been cut. Has been closed down people can't go to visit their loved ones anymore even when you see your loved ones you can't even hug or shake them our social hangouts where we go to on a normal in a regular basis to relieve our stress has also been closed we've lost loved ones and we are nothing sequence currently all these things has casual influence on d- depression and suicidal thoughts that's why we need to be attentive and Learn one or two things because you don't know who might be in need of what. It might actually be yourself. So let's pay attention because there's a lot of things that are going to be dissecting. Welcome back. So I just want to say this real quick that if the isolation, the anxiety, and the economic uncertainties, the daily onslaught of bad news that is generated by this coronavirus daily are taking a heavy toll on your mood, you are not alone because there are a lot of people feeling the same way. There are studies that that have shown that this pandemic has had or is currently having grave effects on the mental health of people all over the world the stress of social isolation and the worry about jobs money and health and the profound feelings of loss that many of us are experiencing at the moment can trigger depression for the first time or exacerbate symptoms if you are already being diagnosed so it can become a person can become mildly depressed moderately or severely depressed or even suicidal which is why we need to take care of each other in these trying times now let's establish some facts Being depressed and sad are two different things entirely. More than just sadness, in response to life struggles and setbacks, depression changes how we think, how we feel, how we function in daily activities. It can interfere with our ability to walk, to study, to eat, to sleep, and even to enjoy life generally. The things that you find joy or happiness in doing, you find them very boring and uninteresting to do them. Just trying to get through the day can be very overwhelming in depression. I mean some people describe depression as living in a black hole or having a feeling of impending doom while others feel that, feel that, feel, they feel lifeless, they feel empty, they feel apathetic and if left untreated can actually become quite severe and a serious health condition and they are tending towards being suicidal. But it is important for us to remember that Feelings of helplessness and hopelessness are merely symptoms of depression, not the reality of your situation. You have to always remember that. That is the way you are presently. You know where you are going to always be in times to come. So no matter how hopeless or helpless you feel, you can get better. First, by talking to someone and seeking professional help, then you can start understanding the cause of your depression and start recognizing the different symptoms that you are exhibiting, the types of depression that there are, then you can take the first steps to feeling better or actually helping someone else feel better and overcoming the problem. I want to also break down some effects that this pandemic may have caused that may fuel depression in people. The first thing is isolation and loneliness. We understand that human beings are by nature social beings. So, when we are being cut off from the love, the support and close contact of our family and friends, all these things can trigger depression or even make existing symptoms worse. Social distancing for months and months since at least in in from at least for March of this year, social distancing and restrictions on movement has been quite severe. All those things can leave one feeling isolated and lonely and having to feel that they are facing their problems alone it can trigger depression being in a troubled relationship may even be worse than loneliness which is something else that can feel depression imagine being isolated or quarantined in a relationship with someone that someone that you are unhappy with already or in an abusive relationship it can have a very a great a grave impact on our mood because at this period of isolation we actually need strong and supportive relationships that, that you know to help with our mental well-being but then being forced to spend months and months quarantined in a troubled or unhappy or abusive relationship can be even more damaging to your mood than being alone. Anxiety in itself can lead to depression. It is known that or believe that um, anxiety and depression stem from the same biological vulnerability so I believe that one can lead to another. Because all the fear and uncertainty surrounding COVID-19, it means that it's natural for us to worry. But then, when our worries spiral out of control, it can cause us to panic and become anxious. But then, when these things continues like that, a person can tend to fall into depression. And um, also, uh, our stress levels are soaring. Our everybody, everybody you see around, are ticking time bomb because everyone is experiencing a major change in their life, such as who has lost loved ones lost a job or diagnosed with a serious illness having financial or relationship difficulties all those things can bring overwhelming levels of stress because of this pandemic a person can be experiencing several of those major stressors at once and makes that person vulnerable to being depressed in this pandemic or in this um, isolation and quarantine and lockdown, all the terms that are used during this coronavirus time has made a lot of us to turn to unhealthy ways of coping. The boredom, loneliness and stress of being in lockdown, struggling with financials or having to juggle a job or so or one or two jobs because you've actually lost your main point of, um, main source of income. All those things makes some of us to um, move to unhealthy ways to cope with all these things like um, drinking too much, abusing drugs, over eating junk food and attempts to either self-medicate our mood or deal with our stress. All those things can provide a brief respite, but in the long run they will make they can only make the depressive symptoms worse. All right. So when we are so there are some tail signs and symptoms that would help us see, in our, either in ourselves or in others, that this actually is depression. Some things that you would see in a person or if I'm noticing in yourself, for you to be able to tell that, okay, I think, I think I'm I think i I'm, I'm de- getting into being depressed or for someone else entirely. The first thing that you see in that person is that feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. The person basically has a bleak outlook to life. feels that the situation that he or she is at that particular time is permanent. You know, they feel that, that the situation cannot be helped or cannot be changed. So that's the first thing a person feels when you that a person feels when you can tell that okay, this person can actually be experiencing depression. The second tail sign or symptoms that you would also see is there will be lots of interest in daily activities. You don't care anymore about your former hobbies, pastimes or social activities. person totally loses interest or the ability to feel joy or pleasure in what they used to feel happiness or joy doing. And then there's lots of appetites and weight changes. There's usually significant weight loss or weight gain. And eating too much or not eating at all those are the things that you can see there are usually sleep changes you're either having insomnia that means you're not able to sleep at all or you wake up early early hours of the morning or you're oversleeping then the person is always easily irritable and always angry feeling agitated Restless, even violent, sometimes they have a very low tolerance level. Everything upsets them, anything upsets them. They're short tempered, and everyone gets on their nerves. There's lots of energy, you know. You're always feeling fatigued, and sluggish those things that you do actively or you do for a long time. You can actually play ball for like five minutes or dance around for like 10 minutes. You just can't find it. Um, actively, can't find the person doing it actively anymore. It is physico- easily physically drained, their whole body just feels heavy, and small tasks are usually e- exhausting for them, and they, 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 they are self-looting, that means they, they have strong feelings of worthlessness and guilt. They blame themselves for everything, criticize themselves for mistakes, and you know, feel that everything happening around them is their fault. And there's reckless behavior. They tend to engage in all those activities that are um, that are that are life risking. They just you know things like compulsive gambling, reckless driving, stuff like that that actually puts their own lives at risk. But they don't mind, they don't care they're doing it because at that point they begin to start valuing their lives anymore. And with depression, the person has concentration problems, there's trouble focusing making decisions or remembering things so if it used to be a very active child or a very active young man at the place of work or at home and they're um, very organized when they are depressed they tend to be less remembering they lose focus easily when you tell them to do this before they get to the point of where they are supposed to achieve that task they forget what they are doing and then there's unexplained aches and pains their body just spins them Aches them all around, there's perceived pain. They just feel pains all over that they cannot really explain. My head is paining me, my leg is paining me, no things like that. So those are detailed signs that you can see in a person that is depressed or about to be depressed. However, all these symptoms that I've mentioned may vary in gender and age. So that means the way a man will display his depressive symptoms will be different from how a woman or a teenager would display or show symptoms of depression now what do you do when you are feeling depressed or how do you help a person that is feeling depressed because it might not be you it might be a friend it might be a neighbor it might be a family member so no Find yourself in that position where you have someone around you that you think is depressed What do you do? Or you, you yourself, you feel that you are exhibiting some of these symptoms and you are thinking that Okay, um, this is not how I used to be because you're in this particular crisis What do you do? First thing that you need to do is to reach out to other people The simple acts of um, talking to someone face to face about how you feel can be an enormous help I told you earlier on that at the beginning of the year, I had all those feelings of feeling quite... I won't call it depression. I would say it's being sad and then it was tending towards being being, um, depression because if I had left it for a long time, it would have entered into depression, but it was part of being sad, but then being sad for some time. But I had to talk to someone even at that level or at that stage of being sad and I had to realize that I was merely in a situation and not a reality. So, reaching out to people and talking to someone face-to-face can go a long way in helping. The person you talk to doesn't have to necessarily be able to fix you. They just need to be a good listener. Someone that will listen to you attentively without being distracted or judging you and then probably help you get professional help if need be. Something else that you can do is to distract yourself. A- isolation on itself from our social networks and the financial difficulties that are facing, negative thoughts that are running through our minds, can... You know, make us have a lot of negative thoughts and start thinking of different things that you want to do. So look for something to do that will distract your mind, that will keep your mind busy because obviously our our brains and our minds are very active. Like even when you're trying to sleep sometimes and your brain is not relaxed, you won't be able to sleep early. So imagine now that you have a lot of things that are overwhelming you. What do you do? Distract yourself. Look for something to distract yourself, distract your mind from. You can play music, you can look for that hobby or that thing that you've always wanted to learn. Just do something. Just distract yourself from the way you're feeling or what, whatever it is that you are thinking. Then you can find simple sources of joy. Like things that you would do, need to do to boost your, your mood. Like listening to uplifting music. There is no there's no I've not seen anyone that would tell me that when they are feeling that even when you're feeling when you're angry at someone and you just play some kind of music. That you know you like, some, 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 something somewhere inside of you will just leap even if it's just gradually but you just start feeling that the, the, the lyrics that is getting to you or the, or the rhythm that is getting to you or the beat, something in that music just uplifts your spirit so find simple sources of joy in those things can get up and dance as I listen to the music you can watch funny videos on YouTube I do that a lot just go on YouTube look for Mac Angel I'm not advertising for them but their videos are actually very funny look for all those funny clips from live auditions man you watch live auditions of Nigerian Nigerian Idol or uh, Americans Got Talent or British Got Talent you will laugh the live auditions you will see raw raw talents how people come to display their raw talents, you would laugh. So find simple sources of joy in doing some of those things. Then you can also what something else that you can also do is to um, exercise regularly, take short walks, Dance, join whatever class, gym class, whatever class that you know you can be able to do. If you do it inside your house, because obviously everybody's locked down, so do it inside your house. Organize Zoom exercises and just do something to just get your mind off it. And then, eat a mood-boosting diet. This period that everybody's kept in the house and I know it might not be money to get some things to you, but even with the little that you have, make sure that you're eating food that are nourishing, not junk and... Consuming a lot of a, a lot of caffeine or drinking alcohol, or taking a lot of fatty food and sugar and refined carbs. Those things are not mood boosting diets. Mood boosting diets contains nutrients such as omega three fatty acid. So just look for those things and consume. It is really is really going to help a lot with boosting your mood. Then limit your consumption of news. I did this at the beginning of this year. It was getting too much. Every channel that you tuned into was talking about number of deaths in these states number of this in that state, in this country, man, it is, it is, I'm telling you, it is depressing. I know, yes, you want to keep yourself informed and know what's happening around the world, why you're isolated, but when this thing becomes over, every day, every morning, every minute, yeah, that's only news that you're listening to. You're not going into movies channels to look for movies that are showing, just news, I just on that news day and night. To only feel the negativity or, or the fears or the anxiety that you're having. So only make it worse. So limit your consumption of news during this lockdown or restriction of movement or isolation. And then find ways to engage again with the world. You can find a hobby to do those things that you used to do before. Just do them online. You know, technology has made it easy for most of us during this lockdown. There are a lot of things that are happening online. Find something to do online. Use your time. Then maintain a routine. You can set time for when you wake up. Set time for when you have your breakfast. Set time for when you do everything that you have So You know that you're okay, my, my day is organized. So when your alarm rings, you know that you can okay, supposed to wake up and do something like this. Communicate often with your friends. You can do video calls, voice calls. I know that they may not be enough because most times you need physical touch and everything and face-to-face conversation. But communicating with your friends and families via video calls and whatsapp calls and whatever means of communication goes a long way and something else that you can do is find small things to be grateful for you might feel that everything is crumbling you lost your job you lost everything but guy you are still alive like you are you are like you woke up and you are alive i know at that point living might not seem being alive might not seem very important to them but you can find something to be grateful for like appreciating the sunset. Like, you're not so cold and you're not so hot. Things like that. Just appreciate those little things. But then, when all this support from our friends and families and positive lifestyle changes are not helping or are not changing how you are feeling, then you need to seek professional help. So that the person or the individual can be placed on treatments like therapy and medications. There are antidepressants that this person can be on. Right. All right. So let's focus on suicide and suicidal thoughts. Um, depression is said to be a major risk factor for suicide. It can make suicide look like the only way to escape the pain the person is feeling. At that point, they feel that the problem that they are going through is overwhelming and permanent. For a person who is depressed and is in a crisis, they becomes they they, they, they start to have suicidal thoughts because at that point. They only see suicide as an escape from their suffering that has become unbearable and they just can't see any way out of finding relief except through death. But in most cases, however, most societal people wish there was an alternative to suicide, but they just can't see one. And that's why you, when you start recognizing some of those warning signs that I will talk about later in that person, take them seriously. There's plenty you can actually do to help save a life. There are some common misconceptions that people have about suicide, and I want to just point out a few of those and clear the facts. The first myth that I've heard people say is that people who talk about suicide won't really do it. That's, it. that's that's not true. Almost everyone who attempts suicide has given some clue or warning. So when you see those clues or those references or those indirect references to death or suicide, like, like um, you'll be sorry when I'm gone, I can't see any way out, no matter how casually or jokingly the person has said it, it may indicate serious societal feelings or thoughts. The another one, another misconception of anyone who tries to kill themselves must be crazy. Not true as well. Most societal people are not psychotic or insane. Like i like I just pointed out, some of the um things that can gen- that, that that's, that's generated from this pandemic as a result of this pandemic and isolation. That does not mean that the person was insane before we went on lockdown or before our movement were restricted the person or before the person lost their job, no, they're not psychotic, they were not insane. They're just upset, they're just grief-stricken, they're depressed, but the extreme distress and emotional pain are not necessarily signs of mental illness. So anyone who tries to kill themselves are not crazy. And then some people have also said that if someone is determined to kill themselves, nothing is going to stop them. I'm telling you that even a very severely depressed person has mixed feelings about death. They are fluctuating between wanting to live and wanting to die. But rather than wanting death, they just want to stop the pain. And the impulse to end their life does not last forever. So it's not that they are actually interested in dying. They just want to stop the pain that they are presently facing. And they just can't see any other way of stopping that pain but to taking their own life. Another myth is also that people who die by suicide are people who were unwilling to seek help. No. Many people actually tried to get help before attempting suicide. In fact, there are some studies that have shown that more than 50% of suicide victims had sought medical help in the six months prior to their death. They just didn't get enough help or they just, people, the, the people that they actually met was not able to get across to them or through to them or might not be really professional. Then, Another misconception I've heard of as well is that talking about suicide may give someone the idea. You do not give someone suicidal ideas by talking about suicide. No, information is power. So you don't give someone suicidal ideas by talking about suicide, rather the opposite is true. Talking openly and honestly about suicidal thoughts and feelings can actually help save a life than the latter of talking about suicide, giving someone suicidal ideas. That's not so true um as well um some of the warning signs that we can see in someone who is having suicidal thoughts uh, i'm going to mention them because obviously so most suicidal individuals they give warning signs or signals of their intentions because the best way but the best way for us to prevent suicide is to recognize those warning signs and know how to respond if we spot them so if you believe that a friend or a family member or a neighbor or anyone that's around you is suicidal you can play a role in preventing that suicide by pointing out alternatives and showing that you care and getting a professional help to attend to that person you know so there are some suicidal, one, there are some suicidal signs that you can see and they may include the person talking about suicide so you hear them saying things like I wish I hadn't been born if I see you again I would rather be dead blah 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 uh, don't miss me when I'm gone. Things like that. Don't take it as a joke. Even when they're joking about it You yourself that are hearing it, if you are doubting, just Explore for that, Ask for that question to be certain that you're hearing what you're hearing correctly. Don't assume that they are joking. Don't assume that they're not, they're not going to do it. Most people that talk about it, that talk about all these suicidal ideas, they end up actually completing the task. So please don't take it as a joke if you hear someone saying things like that. They seek out little means. In a, in, in my country, Nigeria, most of these people that are committed suicide, that I know of, it's classmates in, in secondary school, in fact, two classmates in secondary school, then during this corona, some to other people, and they use this um, go nines or tapia, sniper, things like that, all those little, they, they look for it and gather it around, uh, guns, I had I saw the news on Twitter about the, the young man earlier this year, gunshots. Some people take overdose of pills, their knives, all those things. They start sticking out little means. So you watch out for things like that as well. And they are preoccupied with death. They, they just focus on usually on death, on dying, on violence. They start writing poems or stories about death, all those very sta- sad stories and stuff like that. Watch out for signs like that. And they exhibit that they have no hope for the future because there's obviously feelings of Hope, hopelessness or helplessness, and being trapped, they feel that there is no way out, and they believe that things will never get better or change. Like I mentioned earlier, as well, they are self looting and they have self hatred, through feel, feelings of worthlessness, of guilt, of shame. They hate on themselves, they feel like a burden, like everyone would be better off without them, things like that. And they start getting their affairs in order. It's very common. They start giving out their most prized possessions. Start writing out. Start writing will. Start making arrangements for their family members. Nothing like that. I give this to mommy. I give this to daddy. I give this to you. I give this to that. Start writing letters. I'll miss you. Things like that. Look out for warning signs like that. They start saying goodbye. Uh, There's unusual calls or unexpected visits to family members. and Or they start visiting those their friends that they feel will cry for them when they are no longer there and all and then they start withdrawing from other people It's start withdrawing drawing from friends and family they start, they start uh, isolating themselves they just want to always be alone and just be on them on their on their own just locked away in a particular place and just be there with no activity but their mind is actually very busy and planning out what they want to intend to do because there's always a plan there's time for them to want there's time that they've said that they want to do it there's how they want to execute it it's not just something that they just they don't just jump into committing suicide it is a process they, they plan it there's, they have they set aside time for it how to execute it things like that it is a planned uh, process so it's not something that someone just jump into and then they start having self-destructive behavior so that there's an increased um, be- there's an increased need for of taking alcohol or drug abuse or reckless driving that taking unnecessary risk and st- stuff like that and then there's sudden sense of calm like All of a sudden they are calm and happy after they have been depressed for a long time at that point most people actually most people get carried away like someone that has been keeping to him or herself in the family or your friend that has been keeping to him or herself in the family and being awfully quiet and moody and all and suddenly they're happy and active and jumpy and everywhere and all don't take that as a pointer that they are getting well they've actually not received any help but it's actually a warning sign for someone who is having suicidal thoughts those are some warning signs that you have to look out for when you recognize these signs in a person especially someone that has been depressed previously please take note of this and get help and get help for some tips. How you can actually help this person? What can you do when you notice these things in your friend or your family member or your neighbor, or things like that? What do you need to do? The first thing you need to do is to speak up if you are if you are worried. So if you have seen this person doing this this particular odd manner, speak up if you are worried. If you spot this warning of suicide in someone that you care about, you may start wondering if it's a good idea to say anything. Start thinking to yourself, what if I'm wrong? What if the person gets angry when I talk? You know. So, in such situations, what you can do is you can just talk about it to the person, like ask questions. You can start a conversation about it. You can start asking questions like, I've been feeling concerned about you lately, or I've recently noticed some differences in you and I'm wondering how you are doing, if you are fine. You can ask questions like, When did you start feeling like this? Did something happen to you to start making you feel this way? You know, things like that. Say things like, You're not alone in this, I'm here for you. It may be wrong, but don't just keep it to yourself. Don't just feel that you are assuming or you are seeing things that are not there. Say it out and be sure that you have said it out. At that point, you may be surprised that they only really open up to you. So when you start talking to them about things like that, there's a way you can talk to them about it. Number one is you have to be yourself. So make the person know that you actually care about him or her, that they are not alone. Whatever they are facing, their loneliness or their anxiety or the way they are feeling helpless or hopeless. Let them know that you care, actually really care, not just dare to just listen and make jest of them or judge them, but you are there, you care for them, you are available. Listen. Let the person know that you are actually listening. No matter how negative the conversation will be, no matter how awful it might sound in your ear, listen and be sympathetic and non-judgmental. Most of us tend to be judgy and all when people start talking to, the, to, uh, to us about this thing. At that point, when you, see, when they, when you show that you are being judge, judgmental or so, they will, they will just close up and keep everything in. They already tell you something before and they should see that your expression or your voice or your whatever it is that you have shown is indicating that you are being judgmental or unsympathetic. They just close up to you. They don't bother again. They just keep quiet and that becomes even worse because they feel more bad, they feel more worthless with that attitude that I have shown, offer hope, always reassure assure them that, okay, help is available, that what they are feeling is temporal, and take the person seriously, the person is saying things like, I'm so depressed, I can't go on, ask them if they are having thought of suicide, don't, don't just assume, ask, speak up, speak up, don't ever argue with that person. Don't ever start saying things like, you have so much to live for, you will hurt your family if you commit suicide, or oh, just snap out of it, you Nothing know, like that. Don't, don't start arguing with that person, because you are just going nowhere. This is only seen one way. So you are there to make person to know that there is more than one way, and that what he or she is presently facing is not, there. It's not permanent, but it's only temporary. And don't act shocked. Don't act shocked. Don't start acting as if you're just hearing this for the first time act like okay i know what you're saying i'm there for you and don't ever promise confidentiality or be someone to secrets that okay what are telling me I'm, I'm not going to tell someone else you cannot help that person at that particular point telling you actually need to get help professional help so you can't tell the person that i won't tell you i won't tell your mother i won't tell your father or anything you can't promise confidentiality because at that point a life is at stake you may need to speak to a mental health professional in order to keep the person safe so you cannot promise that your discussion is going to be kept secret or you don't have to break your word or anything like that no and offer ways to fix your loved ones problems give advice make them feel like they have to they, they have to justify their societal feelings it's not about how bad the problem is but how badly is hurting your friend or loved ones and don't blame yourself you can't fix someone else's depression Your your, your friend or loved one's happiness or lack thereof is not your responsibility. So don't blame yourself. And don't start offering ways to fix your loved one's problems. Because you cannot just help everyone. Right? So the next thing you need to do is to respond to, um, respond quickly in the crisis by calling for support. You need to call for support. You need to call for support. As you've spoken to this person and you've actually confirmed that okay this person can be suicidal you need to call for help get professional help get professional help do everything in your power to get a suicidal person help call call the crisis line in your in your country call your emergency contact number your hospital anything that they have to do to get professional help get a person checked in a mental health institution or to see a professional mental health um practitioner whatever it is that you need to do to help that person get the professional help instantly and follow up on the treatment so that means they prescribe a, a medication for that person make sure that, you're, that you are there or that your friend or your loved ones or your family member is there to take that drugs as prescribed because sometimes they lose interest in eating in bathing, and in taking those drugs but if you are there ensure that they're actually following up on that treatment and they go for their follow-up or the therapy whatever that has been prescribed for them and be proactive because those contemplated suicide often don't blame they, they don't blame they don't, you can't blame them because they can't be helped so you have to be proactive in offering your assistance you can say things like come if you need me come if you need anything blah 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 drop by don't just wait until the person calls you after saying come if you need anything drop by check them up things like that call again and again invite the person to go out with you even as they are locked in together can go in and spend some weekends with the person watch movies just stay with the person don't ever leave that person alone don't ever leave that person alone take out if you know that where the person stays there are all those little things that i've talked about like sniper and knife and pills and all search the apartment of the person and take those things away from that person from the environment and stay with that person Stay with the person, don't, don't ever leave the person alone by encouraging him or her to participate in positive lifestyle changes like taking um, eating healthy diets, taking plenty of sleep, getting out in the sun and taking short walks and all those things. Er, er, exercising is really very important because it's, it tends to release endorphins and it helps relieve stress and promotes emotional well-being. Make yourself a safety plan, That's really very important. help the person to develop a set of steps that they promise to follow during a societal crisis i've seen i've read a lot of books that they have steps they have they actually just like we have steps in alcoholic groups and things like that there's also steps in for people who are suicidal there are steps that they take so ensure that you are there mark the anniversary things like that just help the person make a safety a safety plan and continue your support over the long period don't just stop even after the immediate suicide crisis has passed stay in touch with that person check in with the person periodically drop by whatever it is that you support that you need to support this person it is vital that you ensure that you do these things for your friend finally let's take care of each other because and be our brother's keeper because at this period and time that we are in it's everyone is facing their own um, you know difficulties their own demons and all but let's ensure that we are each other's brother's keeper and they're checking up on each other check up on that friend that your uncle that you not heard from in a long time that your that your neighbor a phone call the phone call can go a long way in showing that person that he or she is naturally loved or cared for just call the person send text messages if you are you can't like go to anybody's houses now because of the lockdown you can always do a video call you can call just try as much as possible to check in on that person that you've not seen in a long time you've not heard from and i'm sure that every one of us have the our own individual challenges that has come because of the pandemic but do not let it change who you are do not let it hinder your ability to help people in the little way that you can don't stop caring don't just stay on your own and feel that okay every, every month for his own some people are not as strong as you are and some people are going through what you've already gone through but you came out stronger so you went through that thing because you need to help somebody else you not just go through it for to keep yourself but to help someone else that is about to go into that thing or presently going through it you need to help them come out stronger so let's be each other's keeper and let's show love, and most importantly, love yourself. Love yourself. Bye. Wow, thank you so so much. Thank you to all my listeners. My first timers, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening for the first time, and my regular listeners, you guys are the real MVPs, you're the reason why I keep doing this. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your messages. Thank you for your feedbacks and comments on the previous episodes. I hope to get them on this episode, and I hope I've been able to help someone out there. Giving you some tips, yeah? you know, someone who is going through currently going through depression, or you feel can be maybe suicidal, please ensure you get help for this person. Call nearest emergency line. To get help for this person. I hope I've been able to help you or help someone else. You know, someone that you love, whatever. <laughs> All right. So please ensure that you share this on every. Available social media platform. Let's spread the word. Let's spread the word. Let's help prevent suicide and help people going through depression in our own little way. I know that this pandemic is very tough and it's tough on us, but let's do our own bits. Let's do our own bits. Drop your comments and subscribe as usual to any of the available platforms. If you want to share with my listeners on this series, have a personal experience or a story or Whatever that you, that you have that is relating to what we just talked about, you can drop a message by downloading the app Anchor, clicking, searching for faces with Naomi, clicking on the message icon, and I'll get across to you ASAP. Thank you so, so much, guys. Thank you. I really do appreciate everything. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Love and light, guys. Bye.